What is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Mars Pod. No Brandon today, it's just me. Brandon's in Vegas right now, but I'm still going to be talking some NBA Finals with you guys and got a lot to catch up on. Haven't done a uh, podcast since the NBA Finals started. So we got four games to kind of catch up on, and it's been a very, very good series so far. Tied at two right now, as everyone knows. But um, I mean, after two games, Bucks were down 2 0, just like they were against Brooklyn. Things were not looking too good, but to me, it was it was a bunch better, a much better position than I thought we were after the first two in this series compared to the two in against Brooklyn. Because against Brooklyn, you had two games that the Bucks were not super competitive in either of those games, and against Phoenix, especially Game Two, like these felt like winnable games um, on the road to start this series, and they were down 0-2, but. Um, even with Drew and Chris not playing well, like they were winnable games. Giannis was looking good coming off his injury. And so there was much more optimism. I felt, I felt like after these first two games, you know, for me and I think from the fan base in general, um, I thought there was more optimism compared to those first two in Brooklyn. And we saw them come back and, you know, beat Brooklyn. So I was like, hey, you know, we have a chance in this series as well. And um, I mean, going back to those first two against or in Phoenix, Game one, we missed a ton of easy shots. Uh, we kind of wasted a good shooting game in that game. We shot 44% from three. But free throw disc- discrepancy was huge in that game. The Suns had, you know, 20, made 25 free throws. The Bucks only made nine. And Drew and CP3 were on opposite ends of the spectrum in that game. Drew was really, really, really bad. CP3 was as good as he could possibly be. Um, and then, you know, so the Bucks lost that game. Game two, Giannis really turned it on, had 42 points, had his first, you know, really, really good finals game. But then Chris and Drew could not help him out at all. They shot a combined 12 of 37 in that game, and the Suns hit a bunch of tough shots. And that was a game where it was like, it was that process over results type thing. Um, game two, I thought the Bucks got some really good looks. The Suns did not. Um, they just hit a lot of difficult shots, and the Bucks could not make a lot of easy shots. And it was just one of those things I'm like, hey, I have, you know, I was not, freaking out after game two saying this series is over. I was upset. It was frustrating. It was, you know, you never want to be down 2-0 in a series, but I thought there are much worse ways to be down 2-0. There's, you know, the only, the biggest issues are just Drew and Chris not playing as well as they should be. I, you know, expect them, maybe not at the same time, but I was like, I expect them to play better than they have in these first two games, especially at home. You expect them, you know, if that's our biggest problem is just expecting them to play a little bit better. I was comfortable, comfortable with where we're at. And Sure enough, what has happened? You know, we get to game three, get to Milwaukee, and in that game, you know, Chris and Drew both stepped up a little bit. I thought the, the whole big three was good. Giannis was, again, the main story in game three. He had 41 back-to-back 40-point games, just absolutely dominant, absolutely incredible. And um, Booker struggled a lot in that game, which you can't, you know, expect to happen all the time. But and as we saw in game four, he really turned it on. But it was one of those games where the shooting flipped a bit. Coming back home, the Bucks were 39% from three. The Suns were only 29%. And the Bucks had a couple of huge, huge runs in that game three. A 39 run to end the first half when they were down six. And then a 16-0 run in the third quarter after the Suns got to within six. Two huge runs that really kind of changed the game, blew the game open. Um, and, yeah, it, it was just one of those – another game that showed, you know, it really – shed more light on the, like, the idea of we need to keep the ball moving, we need to keep attacking, we need to get out in transition, not have you know this stalled offense ever. And um, so the Bucks continued to kind of get Giannis the ball. I thought in the third quarter when the Suns went zone in game three, 
the Bucks did struggle a little bit getting him the ball at times. Giannis was getting a little bit frustrated, but in the end, they were able to do it enough. They were able to get him the ball in positions to. You know, he had, I don't think he scored outside of the outside of the paint in the in uh, game three. They were able to actually get him some really really good looks. He was a more like a Shaq type player, and he just dominated. Um, and this game, you know, Drew really stepped up as well. Chris was not great in game three. He was good, um, but. He didn't need to do a ton. It was really just Giannis dominating, them getting him the ball when where he needed to get it. And Drew hit some huge threes in the third quarter of that game after the Suns got it closed, which really blew it open. And then Pat had a timely three, as he always does, to blow that game open. And then we get to game four. So the Bucks, you know, win that game three. It's 2-1, must win game three. And then they get to game four last night. An absolutely insane game, a game that I really don't think the Bucks should have, I mean, not that they shouldn't have won, but it really did not feel like the Bucks deserved to win that game. Played super dumb offensively, I thought, in the first half, and I thought it was just a very winnable game for the Suns. You know, if CP3 plays better and um, if, you know, they're able to stop Chris a little bit, that was a very winnable game because Booker was fantastic. Uh, Giannis was not his best self at all. I thought, he, you know, first half, I thought he was seemed a little bit out of it seemed a little bit kind of, I don't want to say lazy because I don't know what his mentality was. He just, he was walking up the court a little bit slow, a little bit fatigued. It looked like defensively he had some issues, losing his man, just, you know, getting getting lazy, kind of ball watching, whatever. So there were just some moments with Giannis where it was like, okay, like I wasn't super concerned because I know he's Giannis. I know when he needs to, he'll turn it on. But there were, you know, he was not his self, especially in that first half. And as I said, Booker was playing out of his mind. And the Bucks were not doing much good offensively. What in the first half when I, you know, from what I saw, it was it was a lot of outside shots, not moving the ball a ton, not giving it to Giannis a ton, and you know, not not a ton of action being run, where they're moving the ball and they're actually you know generating good looks. Drew is still, you know, struggling again. I mean, he played well in Game Three, but outside of that, he's just it's been a big struggle for Drew. Still missing a ton of layups. 15 of 38 from the paint in this series. That's only 39% from the paint. Just, I mean, I'm not even sure how that happens. I'm not, I'm not sure what's up with Drew. But, um, I mean, the really the, the story of this game then turned into five turnovers for the Bucks, 17 for Phoenix. Chris Paul had as many turnovers as the Bucks whole team did combined. He had five. Drew was as bad as Drew has been offensively, he's been equally as good defensively, really just hounding CP3, doing everything he can defensively. Uh, I said Giannis had some issues in the first half defensively, but I thought in the second half, one of Giannis's best defensive you know, halves or quarters, I should say, he was really good in the fourth. One of his best defensive quarters ever. Down the stretch, every time the ball was near Giannis, it was you know a turnover or just a, a block shot. You know, that block on Aiden, absolutely insane, probably the best probably the best play, honestly, in Bucks history um, to this point. It was just remarkable that that play will be remembered forever. And, yeah, I mean, I, I Giannis, like, again, it was good to see him able to turn it on and really make those plays late because for a while it was just – it was a little bit concerning of, you know, is he really into this game? What's, what's going on? Why is he a little bit slow? But he was able to really turn it on. Um, also, fast break points in that in this game, Bucks outscored them 15-0 on fast break points. So fast break points and the turnovers, which kind of go hand in hand, really the difference in this game. And 
I think it was another game of the Bucks getting, I thought they got, especially in that second half, you know, better looks than Phoenix. It's just that Phoenix was hitting a lot of those shots to really, you know, that's why they had the lead for so long because Booker was hitting a ton of tough shots. Um, the Bucks were missing some layups with, you know, Drew and everything, and they weren't running a ton of great offense in the first half. Second half, I thought the Bucks' offense was better. I thought they ran a lot more Chris and Giannis two-man games, which it's like down the stretch, it should be what they're running all the time. Um, it feels like every freaking time it should be, you know, Chris is the ball handler, Giannis screening, and they went with that a ton down the stretch, and it, it worked out. Chris either gets an open jumper, Giannis will get a good look. If, you know, the defense collapses, you kick it out for a three somewhere. Um, so I liked what they did offensively more in that second half. The first half was very frustrating with just not not going that, not not using these guys like they should. There were even just dumb plays where, you know, Chris was in transition, had Giannis to his right, and I think Bobby to his left, Giannis had Booker on him in the transition, and Chris passes it the other way. I'm like, give it to Giannis. Another transition play, Jeff T was driving. He ended up getting fouled, I think, and made the free throw, so it wasn't the worst result in the world. But he's on the fast break. He had two guys open, more open than he was, and he kind of just drives in and forces something up but got the foul call. Just some dumb, dumb, dumb moments in this first half. And... um. I, I, it just was, it was one of those games, you know, at halftime, I'm thinking we should be down way more than we are right now. And it, through three quarters, even, it just was, we don't deserve to win this game the way they've played, how, how bad they've been. But credit to Giannis and Chris for really turning it on in that fourth quarter. Giannis a little bit more defensively, Chris more offensively. And, you know, they ran what they should run late, just Chris and Giannis pick and roll, Chris and Giannis two-man game basically all the time keep the ball in your best player's hands. And they went, you know, they went small that whole fourth quarter with Giannis at the five and it, it paid dividends. It worked again. Um, going with Drew, Pat, Chris, PJ, Giannis. And, you know, it's been less Brooke. It's been, I think the past two games, Brooke played, Brooke played 19 in game four and 21 in game three. Uh, Bobby played uh, more than him in game four. Pat has played a ton recently. He had, you know, Pat's played 32 minutes last game. Um, I think he played, what did Pat play in the other? He, 34 minutes in game two, 30 in game three, 32 in game four. So Pat's played 30 plus minutes in three straight games. Um, really kind of taking on like a starter type role. He's played, you know, the late minutes as well. So, he, and he's been fantastic. He's been, he still has his moments because they're asking him to do a lot. He has his moments where he's going to look dumb. He's going to make mistakes out there. He's going to be frustrating. But overall, he's giving you what you need. He's, he's contributing really well. Getting, you know, he had some off, he had some, a, a, nice, a huge tipping in the fourth, some big rebounds, bringing the energy defensively, and hitting timely threes. I mean, every three he hits seems like it's absolutely huge when you need it. Had that monster one at the end of the third, I think it was. Had a monster one at the end of the fourth um, to take the lead. It's just, I mean, he, he, is a championship type player where he, he makes huge plays and gives you what you need. And I still think, you know, I, I, Brooke, there's a, there's a spot for him in this series. Brooke's still going to play. Um, he has played fine in his minutes, you know, defensively. I thought he's been fine going back to like game two. He was really good in that. Maybe even game one. I don't remember. He was um, really good when they brought him, you know, out further in that pick and roll. Um, in the, uh, in the drop defense, when they bring him out further, he's still been really good at contesting shots, staying with guys. He's not going to be able to completely stay with CP3 and Booker because those guys are just, you know, 
small and, and, and too big or uh, too quick for him. But he's done a good job of, you know, forcing some difficult shots. And if you, you know, if they hit a ton of mid-range shots over Brook Lopez, you live with it. And then even when, you know, when they play that drop defense and he has to kind of cover two guys at once, he's done a really good job of kind of protecting the uh, protecting the drive. If they dump it off to Booker, or if they dump it off to Aiden, excuse me, uh, quickly moving over to Aiden, playing some good defense. I thought, I think Brooks been fine in this series. I don't think it's an issue of how good he's been. It's more of just a schematic thing of there's times where you, he, it's hard to have him out there for long stretches and the Bucks have been better, especially, you know, defensively in terms of their defensive rating and everything with Giannis and Bobby out there compared to Giannis and Brooke. And when the Suns go small, it's tough for Brooke to kind of keep up out there compared to, um, you know, Giannis. When you have Giannis at the five, it's a, it's a little bit easier for the Bucks to kind of manage all these mismatches and everything. And we kind of saw this in game one. In game one, it was really there's the Suns exploiting every mismatch they saw, and you realize how smart that team was. Every time they, they you know, they had any type of mismatch that they could get to, they got to it. They got to everything. They got everything they wanted, every mismatch they wanted, they got in game one. And I think the Bucks are preventing that a little bit now. CB3 is still going to be able to kind of control the offense for the most part. Again, it's, he's made it, Drew's made it tough on him the past couple of games with, you know, forcing turnovers and not letting him do that completely. But CB3 usually in general is still going to be able to, whether the Bucks are trapping or dropping or moving out further or switching, find what they need to find. They're going to do that because the Suns are just really smart. But the Bucks are, you know, they, they make it tough and they've been, they've been better at this. Um, but going back to, you know, game four, uh, late in this game, as I said, Giannis's defense was great. And Chris offensively came through with a bunch of jumpers off, the, you know, the pick and roll with Giannis. And again, just do that every freaking time. Go down, Giannis set a screen, Chris the ball handler. It's going to get a good look. Um, and it really, it, Chris is the one that kind of feasted off it. And we've been seeing this for a long time. If they need to go to this more, especially late, it, it, it just has such a high success rate, I feel like, or at least a, at generating good looks. If Chris misses those mid-range shots where they're, you know, he's walking into a mid-range shot, you live with that. I mean, it's Chris Middleton. He's one of the better mid-range players in the game. Um, but overall, I mean, it, it's, they, they need to really go, go to that a ton, go to that more than they have especially late in games because it's just it's it's their go-to it's their best action it's their best um way to score is to keep the ball around slash in your best player's hands as far as the other guys you know i think in games three and four since coming to milwaukee bobby and pat they've been really really good off bobby is just i mean in milwaukee he's a guy that he's going to come in and get the crowd going. I think he, he really is beneficial for that. And, you know, he played, he's, he's at least got that offensive threat. He's going to be able to space the floor and everything on the road, not as playable, but um, he, he's still been, he's been very good these past couple games, even though he only scored three points, he was good in game four. And we all know what Pat's done. It's a lot of timely threes. And um, so, yeah, I, those guys off the bench have been big in these past couple games. And um, also getting, you know, Aiton and Booker in foul trouble these past couple games has really, really changed these games. Uh, I mean, Aiton was in foul trouble in, in game three. And as a result, Giannis was able to really feast in that game because 
they went small. You know, when you have Jay Crowder as your tallest guy out there, Giannis is going to be able to feast. When he had Cam Johnson on him a ton in that game. And as I said, there were moments where they had, there have been these past couple of games. There's there's moments of just stupidity where I'm like watching this. I'm like, get the ball to Giannis. He has something, you know, Cam Johnson on him. And they don't. But Giannis is still getting his. They're, they're, they're doing it enough um, to get Giannis's points. It's not something that it just, you know, possession after possession, Giannis isn't getting the ball. But Aiden getting going out in that game was was huge. And I remember saying after game three, you know, Aiden's not going to be in foul trouble all the time. Um, Booker's not going to play that poorly all the time. But in game four, then, Booker is the one that gets in foul trouble. As good as he was playing, and then, you know, Aiden wasn't in foul trouble, as good as Booker was playing in game four, he got in foul trouble. And again, this is just a result of the Bucks being bigger than the Suns. They, you know, going inside, moving the ball, running some offense is going to generate fouls rather than just, you know, going down and chucking up an early shot clock jumper. Get these guys in foul trouble because it's going to happen more often than not when you have this type of size advantage. Um, and that's what's really happened. And Booker had eight fouls in this game. He should have fouled out. The one at the end was just egregious. Or the few at the end were just egregious. The one on, in transition on Drew was I, one of the worst non-calls I've ever seen. But it really is something where I, I I think the Bucks can consistently get some of these guys in foul trouble because of you know if you have Lopez in there just attack them down low. If you have Giannis in there just keep going at them because with Giannis especially their whole game plan kind of is if Giannis gets an offensive rebound or gets the ball down low just uh, you know hack him make him go to the line make him go to the line make him go to the line. Giannis has done a better job making his free throws, but um, just besides that, they're gonna these guys are gonna get in foul trouble, and it, it changes the game when they are. Booker came back in in the fourth, I want to say with seven-ish minutes left, um, and I thought the Bucks could have done a better job attacking him. I thought they could have. There, there are moments where it's like just go at him, just go at him, and they 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 didn't quite do that, but. Um, Again, he should have fouled out either way. He really should have. And the Bucks offense was fine. They were still running a lot of Drew Chris stuff. So I'm not going to complain when they're doing that. But um, had, looking forward, looking you know to game five, to game six, to game seven, potentially, I feel um, like winning in Phoenix is tough because you know that CP3 and Booker are usually going to play well. The crowd's going to be into it. The Bucks might not shoot quite as good as they do, you know. At, I mean, not that they shot; they didn't even shoot well at, at in Game Four, especially. They only shot, I think, they were seven for twenty-nine. Um, but it's hard for a guy like Chris to score forty on the road, and so it, there are reasons to be, you know, a little bit less optimistic. Obviously, you know, but I still think that these those first two in phoenix were very winnable those two it was not at all something where you're saying can we really win in in, uh, in phoenix whereas again going back to the brooklyn series and they were still able to win that series those first two really made you question can we beat this team you know in brooklyn um the bucks didn't even look good in game three in that series so after game four that brooklyn series you were like we played one good game out of four the bucks have played like three good games in this series i mean i thought game two they should have won Again, considering the whole process over results thing, I thought game two they should have won with getting good looks, preventing some good looks. It's just that the Suns really hit a lot of tough shots, and the Bucks missed a lot of easy shots. Drew was missing a lot of layups, as he has been. Um, Chris was missing a lot of shots and just really struggled. The only guy that really showed up was Giannis. But that was a very winnable game. That was a very, you know, I thought they played well 
in the grand scheme of things. And obviously games three and four, they've played really well in, I mean, not that they, they didn't, yesterday they didn't play well, but it was, it, it was a, an encouraging game. They were able to, you know, find a way to win. Giannis and Chris really turned it on late. The second half was pretty good offensively. It wasn't terrible um, compared to the first half where I, as I said, I thought they were kind of dumb in the first half, but, and defensively they were, they were good. Drew's been playing really well defensively. They've, they've really shown, I, I didn't know how good defensively this team could be against Phoenix. I thought Phoenix, especially after that first game, it looked like they just had an answer for everything. And so it concerned me. But um, the Bucks have, you know, they've, they've shown more activity defensively. They've shown, they've adjusted good, well defensively. So um, more confident now going into game five than I was even against Brooklyn. And they should have won that game five in Brooklyn, as we all know. And if they could have won that one, I, I definitely think they have a chance here. And if they do, they think they can close out in six. But it's still going to be tough. It's still Phoenix, and they're still a really good team. We could easily be down 3-1 right now. We're a couple plays away from, from that happening. Because five minutes left in that game, in game four, it looked like this is not good. It did not look – it was not pleasant um, for a lot of that game. And I was very concerned. But the Bucks did – Another thing, going back to game four, the Bucs had an answer for everything. The Bucs, it seemed like every time, or every run, I should say, every time the Bucs were, you know, looked like, man, this thing might get a little bit out of hand or might get, you know, to a really, really concerning point, immediately we hit a shot. You know, we went down nine. Cam Johnson hit a three immediately to start the fourth. We go down nine, and five seconds after that, Pat hits a three and cuts it to six. And you're like, okay, we're fine, we're fine. Then with six minutes left, five minutes left, the Bucks went down five after Jay Crowder hit free throws. You know, they're down five with six minutes left. That's a little bit concerning point because you miss a shot, they score. All of a sudden, you're down seven, eight points late in the game. That's not a good position to be in. Right away, Chris hits a shot and cuts it to three and gets it back to one possession. They just seemed to kind of answer every time they needed to, which, again, was really – it was just a an encouraging sign to me that – Chris showed up when he needed to, and Giannis defensively showed up when he needed to. Pat was hitting timely threes. Guys were showing up. And so um, someone said in the chat that it really reminded them of Game 7 against Brooklyn. Great close to the game and a lot of good effort. And it really did. Like, that Game 7 against Brooklyn, there was there were so many moments where it felt like, man, this thing might be done, that this team isn't good enough, this team can't get it done. And they just kind of hung in there, hung in there, hung in there, hung in there. And at the end, just made a bunch of good plays and came through – um, even Drew off, had an offensive rebound that was huge late. Chris, obviously, offensively. Giannis, defensively, was fantastic late. They just made enough plays at the end to win. And, um, yeah, it's just the they, – they just need to make sure they're playing smarter offensively because that first quarter, especially in the first half, was so frustrating watching because you know they can be better than that simply by giving the ball to your best players, putting the ball in your best players' hands. Drew's taking too many shots. He's taking – you know, I, I I like Drew being aggressive, and I like him driving. And when he's shooting layups, I, I don't have a problem with that. If he's getting good looks, shoot them. You know, if you get a, a decent layup opportunity, shoot it. Um, they haven't been going in. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit there and say he should never shoot because if he gets a decent layup chance, you you take that. But still, it, there are times where Drew seems to be trying to do too much. He'll take some dumb jump shots. In general, guys will just take dumb jump shots instead of attacking, using your advantage. 
Um, and getting the ball to Giannis, like that's the other thing. Just Giannis has been, Giannis was so dominant in games two and three. They come out in game four and he touched the ball. Like, and some of this was him because he subbed himself out. He was a little bit disengaged, but he didn't, he barely touched the ball in the first couple of minutes. So, or not, I mean, the first six minutes, I should say, not a couple. He barely touched the ball. He was not very involved, which made no sense to me. I just, it was, how do you not get Giannis involved after the, the games he has, uh, he's had the past couple of games. But again, I mean, Giannis still ended up with 26. He still ended up with his numbers. It just wasn't the same. He didn't seem to have the same impact. He didn't seem to have the same, offensively, didn't seem to have like the same dominance. But again, defensively, he really, really down the stretch was fantastic and turned it on when we needed him to. Which again, I, I was concerned going in the fourth saying, man, why does Giannis look a little bit disengaged? He's got to be able to turn it on right now. Like this is the fourth quarter of a must-win game in the finals. And he did. So, I mean, props to him. Like you kind of got to just trust what he's doing out there. Trust that if he's saving his energy, he's going to save his energy because he comes through. I mean, he game three, he checked himself out of the game comes in like early and people were saying what the heck is going on why is you know why is he not ready for this game and he comes back and scores 41 so um you gotta trust what Giannis is doing out there but uh someone asked is Bud still gone this offseason even if we win it all I doubt it there are again and again there's moments with Bud that you get extremely frustrated and you say this guy sucks this guy's terrible but every coach has those moments every good coach even has moments in a playoff run where you, you know, mess up, you look dumb. And they just, I mean, even again, early on in this game, game four, it was just one of those things. I'm like, what are we doing? What are we doing out here? Get the ball to Giannis, get the ball to your best players, get the ball down low, run some offense. But overall, he had a fine game. Like overall, there wasn't a ton to totally complain about. The, the last couple, you know, the second half was pretty good. So especially if they win a championship, I don't think there's any way Bud is gone. I don't think you're going to fire a guy who just won a championship. If they lose this series, it'll be talked about. I just don't think they'll do it because um, I I just, I just have a hard time actually seeing it happening. Someone said they think Bobby should get more playing time than Brooke at this point. He did play a minute more than Brooke in game four. And yeah, I don't have a problem with it. Again, Bobby's a little bit I like having Brooke out there a little more defensively um, for the most part because he's played good defense. And Bobby, you kind of are more forced to switch or uh, trap on these pick and rolls and it leaves the ball man open and stuff. But I think, I, and, and it depends again on if you're at home, Bobby's a little bit more playable. He can play a little bit more because he's going to get the crowd into it. He's going to bring that energy more. On the road, I think Brooke will play a little bit more than Bobby will. I think Bobby will go back to about 10 to 15 minutes a game. Um, that's my guess. But again, looking at the numbers, Giannis and Bobby have been a better have been a better uh, duo in this series than Giannis and Brooke when they're on the court together. So people are saying I should go to the I gotta I need to get to a finals game. I'll be at six and seven, so uh, don't worry about that. But um, yeah, Giannis was tremendous defensively in the fourth. Someone said. As I said a couple of times on here, it, he was unbelievable in the fourth. One of his best, uh, one of his best defensive quarters ever. And he didn't. Again, he didn't. He, it was it was an off defensive game for Giannis in the first two to three quarters of him getting lost, 
not closing out completely. You know, he, he lost Carter one time. He just kind of fall, fell asleep a few times. It was, it was kind of weird, but then he turned it on when he needed to. And that's, that's all you need from him. I mean, he knows the great players know when to turn it on. The great players know what they have to do. He knew what he had to do and he was able to, I mean, that block was so good. We cannot talk enough about that block. Again, the greatest play in Bucks history, probably right now. I, I can't really think of, you know, a better play in, in the history of the Bucks. Maybe less Jeff Teague minutes. I thought, a uh, good point to bring up. I thought, I, I thought Teague, there, it was a lot of Jeff Teague, especially in the first half. Did he only play, I'm going to look. It felt like Teague played a ton in that first half. Like, I think he played 11 minutes. But I feel like all of them were in the first half. Like, I feel like it, it he played 11 minutes. It, I, he had to have played eight minutes in the first half. Because it just was like, man, this guy, he just felt like he was out there all the time. He wasn't bad. Again, kind of dumb at times where he's trying to do a little bit too much. But I thought he was fine. It's just, and, and I'm expecting him to kind of take over. He has taken over that Bryn Forbes, the Bryn Forbes in playing game four. He has taken over that Bryn Forbes spot a little bit. And... So I, I expect that to continue to happen. They're going to keep shortening the rotation. You know, they played eight guys in game four. And I think that's kind of what it's just going to be is a ton of Pat and more Teague and not much Forbes at all. So that's kind of what I think it's going to be from now on. Because at least Teague can you, – he, he, you kind of know he can give you some, you know, a little bit of you know, handling the ball at least, bringing it up, and some – decent defense compared to Forbes, where if Forbes' shot is off, he's not really giving you anything. Jeff getting Burns minutes is honestly fine. Someone said, yeah, it, I don't have a problem with it. I, I it, It's a little bit much sometimes. Like, I just look out there and I'm like, why is Teague still out there? Why is Teague still out there? But overall, it, if you're going to play him instead of Forbes, I, I do get it. I, I'm not going to freak out about it because someone just said, Bryn, as, as someone said, Bryn has not been the same since the Heat series. He was on fire in that series, and that's when he's really, really playable. You can put him out there and hit some threes and get things going for your offense. But when he's not hitting threes, what's he giving you? He's going to take some dumb shots. He's not going to play defense. It's tough to play him. Um, so at least he can give you something. Just fill in minutes. You know, fill in minutes when guys are you know need some rest. And so I do understand it with he. He didn't. He didn't take a shot. I mean, he again. He, he at least didn't try to do too much. For the most part, he wasn't out there taking any any dumb shots. Uh, there's still just moments where he's a little bit frustrating, but it, it's fine. Man, Pat was plus 21 in his 32 minutes in a six-point win, which is unbelievable. Brooke was minus 13, which again goes back to why they're doing this, why they continue to kind of run the uh, Drew, Pat, Chris, PJ, Giannis compared to the starting lineup because they, they're better with Pat on the floor right now than they are with Brooke. Brooke's fine. Brooke's going to have some minutes. It's not an issue with how good Brooke is. It's just kind of a, a schematic thing where the small ball lineup's better. Um, keys for game five, someone asks. Well, I mean, to start off, you're going to need – I trust Giannis is going to play well, but on the road, you're going to need – at least Chris or Drew to play well. I mean, they both played very bad in game two, and we still almost won that game. If you get one of them to play well, you have, you know, you're, you're in that game no matter what. Like, it, it's unlikely that Giannis plays extremely well and 
one of those other two plays well, and you're not at least extremely close in that game. So that's, I mean, and that's pretty simple. Everyone kind of knows one of those guys has to play well. Uh, as far as I, I think defensively, you're going to continue. I mean, Drew's going to have to continue to do what he's done on CP3. That's kind of been the key in all this whole thing. They're forcing turnovers. They're hounding CP3. He has not looked the same since you know since game one slash two, where he kind of dominated, controlled everything. He's not able to control the game the way he he was in those first couple games. So, I think you know that Drew's defense, as I said, has been just as good as his offense has been bad, and it's really like it's a difference maker. So he you know you can get as frustrated as you want with him offensively, but his defense is a difference maker. And I, again, I like what the Bucks have been doing. Overall, you know, the process over results thing. I like what they've been doing. They're getting some good looks, running, you know, they got to run more of the Giannis Chris stuff, but and defensively, they're they're forcing tough shots. They force a tough shot, a ton of tough shots on Booker in game uh, four, and even in game two, a ton of tough shots for CP3, tough shots for Aiden, whoever. The Suns are good. They, you know, the Booker hit a ton of them. Booker hit a ton of tough shots in this game. It happened in game two where they just hit a lot of difficult threes. CP3 is hitting some you know, mid-range stuff. But you have to live with that. I think I think you have to continue to just trust that, hey, they're going to shoot difficult mid-range jumpers and three-pointers. You, 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 If they make a bunch of them, you tip your cap, um, as they did in game two. But it's process over results. You live with that over, um, you know, collapsing and giving up open threes and stuff you, you you live with it so continue to just try to uh win the turnover battle and i mean the rebounding battle too the bucks were able to win the rebounding battle in this game and they went small a ton brooke only played 19 minutes and they still won the rebounding battle by eight which is a good sign because again they have more size in general than phoenix does so even when you have brooke on the bench if you go on Giannis and Bobby, they're still bigger than the Suns. So, and Pat was getting some rebounds. Um, PJ gets the rebounds. Bobby gets the rebounds. So it's like, and we know Giannis does. Still a lot of good rebounders out there. So able to win that battle, able to win the turnover battle. And um, hopefully the refs aren't a huge factor in that game. They were pretty bad in this game both ways. Had some terrible calls late or no calls too. Hopefully the refs aren't too big of a factor, though. I mean, that's the one thing you always hope for is, like, let's hope the players win or lose the game, nothing else. Plus 15 offensive rebounds. Yeah, I mean, again, that's that's one of the issues that when you go small, the the Bucks have had trouble rebounding against the Hawks. They did when, you know, they would they would go small and it helped them defensively. It's just it would – they'd have to give up. They did give up rebounds. They give up offensive rebounds. They wouldn't be able to get offensive rebounds. It hasn't really hurt them that much in this series. And that's why they keep going to it because it works. Um, I mean, just look at what the, in the fourth quarter, they outscored them by 12 because they went small the whole time. But overall, I mean, I am, I'm, I'm happy going forward. I'm confident going forward. This is a very winnable series. This, the Bucks are two wins away from the finals, from clinching the finals. Um, it's crazy, but I think this is very doable, very winnable. Even game five, I think that's a, you know, they should have won. I think they should have won game two. And if they can come out and kind of do that same thing, continue to 
you know, do the right process. Don't worry about the results completely, the right process. Game five is very winnable. You win game five, you get a game six back in Milwaukee. And either way, I, I think you can win one of these two on the road. And I think they'll win the, I think they can win the home game. So I'm 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 picking Bucks in seven still. I do think I'm guessing they'll win, they'll lose game five, win game six, win game seven. That's still my still my pick. Um I'm riding with it. But let's get this. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna hop off here. Thank you for joining. Thank you for listening, tuning in wherever you're tuning in. Um, let, two wins away from an NBA championship, unbelievable. But Bucks and six. Goodbye, everyone.